he was like shilling his own work and then he uh he's like oh my buddy alex you should check out his work too like he's got great work and then he dropped it in there and that was when i was like i wasn't even in that chat like he just dropped it and all of a sudden like my emails like started going off and i sold like half the collection in like like a half an hour an hour or something <laughs> and then it was like that same yeah it was like that same effect i was like holy shit like this is crazy right Welcome back to Cool Hand Crypto, where cinema, culture, and crypto collide. My name is Matt Silverman, and please remember to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Today's guest is a photographer, NFT artist, social influencer, entrepreneur, and educator, equipped with the talent to connect and the drive to unite. From cubicle to creator, Alex Kwan, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. So, Alex, let's start with your background because a lot of creators sort of start as creators, but you didn't. You came from financial services. So can you talk a little bit about what that was and, and how you transitioned into uh, being a full-time creator? I grew up on kind of like the cusp of like the Internet age, right? So like uh, I was born in 89. You know, a lot of people don't realize this about me, but I'm in my early 30s. So, um, yeah, I... I I'm in that generation where I grew up with like without internet and like dial up in that crazy, you know, like dial tone when we try to log on and access the internet for the first time. And then, you know, transition into this world where we're all super connected and, you know, social media is kind of like taking over and everyone's kind of like, I guess everyone's worlds are being like turned upside down because, you know, we're seeing things that we're not used to seeing and, and people are just, um, being exposed to, you know, all different ideas and cultures and, and things of that sort that they weren't uh, before. And uh, so how this relates to my story is that, you know, I grew up in a pretty, I, I'm Asian American, like my, both my parents are Chinese and I grew up, uh, you know, pretty, I think like normal childhood. Um, and then always really just kind of planned to take the you know that that path that's like usually like paved for us where it's it's just like you go to school you go through the whole system and then you go to college and then you find a job and then you're kind of set and then how that differed for me was uh yeah i went through all that and i i struggled a lot in college like many other i think like young adults where I just didn't know what i would wanted to do i didn't know what i was passionate about so i chose something that um I think was like sort of interesting to me and I was like pretty decent at like not to be stereotypical but like math has always been <laughs> kind of like a strong suit of mine I was I was doing like Chinese school and like algebra in like sixth grade <clears throat> but like uh, I ended up just in kind of defaulting to uh, a business degree in finance um, coming from after like juggling a bunch of different like engineering degrees and figuring out that I wasn't smart enough <laughs> and then uh and then, yeah, just kind of went down that path and spent eight years in, um, you know, ver various corporate jobs, ending, you know, in uh, in banking and just like nearing the end of my 20s and just being like super miserable and unhappy um, and trying just like being so lost in like how this could be. Right. Because like I did all the steps, I, I, I kind of followed the blueprint and all that stuff. And um, yeah, just life wasn't panning out you know for me in the way that um, I guess 
it was promised to me. So like that resulted in me, you know, getting laid off from that situation, my last situation, which was about four years ago now, which is kind of crazy to think about. And then me kind of just going back uh, and really going through this process of like finding myself, um, started traveling, started like backpacking. That's where I discovered photography. Uh, my first camera was like a GoPro Hero 4 Silver. So this tiny, like shitty camera. But I thought it was like the coolest thing at the time. And um, just kind of that evolved, you know, into kind of what you see today. I started, I, I found Instagram, found the community on there, started sharing, started meeting up with people, started, you know, really pursuing, well, one, really like realizing that passion that I had for it. And then um, I think the timing just worked out where I was just like, okay, this is, I guess, my thing now. And then I just moved back home and then spent uh, a couple years just kind of grinding on social media and getting better at photography and then picking up like, like um, video, you know, and doing cinematography as well. And then it just kind of kept evolving um, to where I've been able to move from the Midwest out to the West Coast. Um, I'm LA based now, so it's a long-winded story, but yeah, I think um, something that doesn't really get old talking about, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great story. And I think a very common shift that a lot of people are making uh, from jobs and, and careers that they just aren't happy with and, and uh, going into something else. Do you feel like though, so I, I went to film school and all my friends went to film school and, and we're all content creators, but if I have two kids now and if they said, I want to be a filmmaker or a photographer or anything, I would say, great, do it. But maybe go to business school, maybe do some, don't go to film school, go somewhere else, um, learn, learn that, and then use that to, um, to drive your creative career. So do you feel like your background has, even though it was maybe a, a rough transition, do you think it's, it's equipped you to be sort of better than a lot of your peers because you have this knowledge, um, to, to help educate you in your creative work? Yeah. Well, so like the first thing that I, I want to avoid ever kind of coming off as is like better than my peers. Like I think the whole reason, the whole reason for, um, I guess my success to date, you know, nothing's really guaranteed in the future, um, is really just because of the community that, um, kind of brought me up right through social media. So, um, I was never, never really, I think like on my own in that sense. And I'm really grateful for, you know, like the support of that community and, and just my supporters um, in that sense. And I think to answer your question, like, yeah, it definitely did help. Um, I think it helped because, I mean, the the whole shtick about, right, like the creative world is just, you know, you're, like the starving artist thing. And honestly, it's, it's just like any other pursuit, right? It's just like any entrepreneur pursuing building a business, you're just doing it through your creativity and I think you know the reason why that's such a common assumption is because yeah people people find out that they're creative or like passionate about something early and I guess I was fortunate in that uh, I was guided down now in hindsight right like I was kind of miserable going through it, but like I was fortunate that I was guided down that path first and then kind of discovered uh, and developed my creativity later um, which you could, you know, you could argue that that it's 
it's been really hard transitioning because like for me, I, you know, when you're in your late twenties, you have a lot of like ideas and things that you know about, or you think you know about the world, right. That you believe to be true. And then for you to go back and like dismantle that and like unlearn all that stuff, which is kind of what I went through and which was why I think like, I talk about like mental health and like being depressed and stuff like that. Um, why I think I went through that was because of you have to, you know, like redo all those things, but like as an adult where you don't really have a lot of, um, you don't have a lot of options and, you know, you kind of have to also, you know, make money and like make a living and stuff like that too. So it is something that like, I, um, I actively like try to, I think like, um, to provide as, you know, some sort of value to, uh, the people that just pay attention to the stuff I'm putting out there. Um, and yeah, I'm, you know, I guess just trying to guide some of the, the younger minds that might be trying to be that person that I wish, you know, I had when I was like young in, in that position. Right. And then they don't have to go through a decade of misery <laughs> to get to like this, this point. Right. Obviously community is important to everyone, but especially in, in the creative world, especially during the pandemic where a lot of that got, um, a lot of that evaporated, you know, certainly my community evaporated, especially in the beginning of the pandemic. It was, it was a very, and I have a family, but it was a very lonely yeah. uh, place because I'm a creator who's used to being out there, uh, used to doing a yeah. lot of what you're, looks like you're doing in your TikToks, you know, going to concerts and photography and uh, hiking and, and everything. And, um, and, mm. and that all changed for, for us. So um, how, how, yeah how have you sort of formed your community and who is your community? Um, is it, is it photographers? Yeah. Is it web three community? It started as just like my local community. So from, I'm from the Midwest, originally Chicago specifically. Uh, and that's where I just started, you know, just not even really in like a networking sense, but just like, you know, sharing my passion and finding like-minded people sort of sense in the early days where, you know, you know, on Instagram, like I, I think like any creative that had a camera that, you know, also had access to social media it was on Instagram in those days and was like sharing and meeting up with people. And, you know, it evolved into everyone kind of chasing these shots. And so that's what it was in the early days. And then um, what I actually did was uh, because I came out of a, a you know, my old situation, I was also looking for something to build. So I put my efforts into actually making a, a brand called Shy Shooters, um, which is uh, a community that was actually an extension of a broader community of, of photography enthusiasts. Um, but I, I basically like through my travels met some people that were running some of these other branches in the UK and LA. And then I was like, hey, this is really cool. Like, can I do this in Chicago? And then, <clears throat> uh, yeah, like it was like super fun, you know, up until the pan pandemic, but like we were doing crazy things like we were hosting events and like our photo walks would have like 200 300 people show up and then all of a sudden we had like um we were partnering with like stores and like different brands and stuff like that to just like throw these kind of like cool events you know um and and then that translated into like my personal work um just because i think also naturally like i i just enjoy you know being social and uh, meeting people and, and also just, you know, just sharing, you know, I'm a very, I guess, like outspoken person. So like, I just like sharing, um, and all that. And then, 
uh, yeah, just social media, I guess, was kind of the right place for all of that. And then, um, yeah, just attracted all sorts of photographers, aspiring photographers mostly. Um, a lot of the community was like younger, you know, younger people that were just, I guess, like attracted to the, uh, oh, this is like a cool thing, like what he's doing, like I would like to do that, right? Like for, for my generation, it was like, oh, like, what do you want to be like a firefighter or a policeman or something? Now everyone wants to be like a YouTuber or like a photographer or something like that. Right. Like, so, uh, it's kind of cool to, I guess, like, um, help define like a new lifestyle, you know, in that way, I guess. Um, and, and, and yeah, so I guess, um, uh, that's what I learned through that whole process. And then it was kind of crazy how that all, I guess, like played into now, like the web three and the crypto ethos, which is, it's community, it's decentralization, it's like being inclusive of everyone, regardless of like, you know, where I came from, like financial services, it's like very, it's changing slowly, but it's a very conservative space and it's very, it's a very gatekept space, you know, like you have to have like an Ivy League degree or like you, you got to be like, have all these credentials and stuff like that to get access to it, right? And so like, um, yeah, and then um, that, so that helped me, you know, bring my art to the web three front and nfts um and yeah just kind of continues to be something that i practice um because it's important to me and it's also helped me get to i guess like this this point now where does tiktok fit into your social strategy oh tiktok tiktok was actually uh more of a personal i, I think like tiktok helped me overcome and i guess by extension of that became part of uh who I am because I when I started photography I, I guess like and a lot of photographers are this way where they're like really particular and really perfectionist about you know their work and like what they put out and how they portray themselves right especially online where you know people are critical and as a photographer you you are likely super passionate about your work and are also um, putting yourself out there and you know any feedback you get is is can be very personal, right? And so, like, for me in the early days, it was like, uh, it helped. I was like trying to develop this confidence in my work, right? And I think like any successful artist, or really in anything, like you have to get to a point where like that kind of like outside perception and, and all those comments and negativity don't really get to you, right? Because that's going to destroy you, <laughs> especially if you're someone that's going to like put yourself out there on the internet. So with, when TikTok came out, you know, I think like, I, I don't know if you remember, like when it first came out, everyone was like shitting on it and like being, sorry, I don't know if I can swear on there's so, on yours, but uh, yeah, you can. Um, yeah. Everyone was just like, oh, it's just like all these kids dancing and it's like stupid. And, and for me, like, I'm always like this guy that's like, whatever, like I view these things as like an opportunity and it's like this new thing. And it's obviously like super popular. So like, I guess like I recognize that early um because i've been on tiktok for like three years and then um so i just started like messing around on there <clears throat> and i've been on and off on there i guess um as like i've personally changed and like my own strategy has changed and stuff like that and just what i've been interested in but i went on there and just started like breaking down my own i used it as a way to like break down my own personal like issues like with perfectionism like on tiktok it's pretty commonly known now that like the it's almost like the worst 
quality it is, like the better it does. But what, what it really means is the more organic it is, the better it does, right? So like I started to try to focus a little bit less on like creating, you know, this really flashy, like really high quality stuff that also took a lot of time and is really stressful to create and put out because like when you put that investment into something, you also have this expectation. And then on TikTok, it was just like, okay, I'm going to film something like just behind the scenes, like, hey, I'm here, like, or something goofy, right? And just throw it up there and then like forget about it, right? And that was, that was really like how uh, I got really into TikTok. And then, uh, yeah, just like I've gone through, through phases of it, but like it, it kind of like, like I had a couple of videos that like blew up and it was like super fun. Uh, but yeah, now, now I try to use it as like a way, I still think TikTok is like one of the best ways to get like whatever, uh, message it is you're trying to get out. Like I used it when I was really heavy into NFTs, like last summer a lot and, um, helped, you know, educate a lot of people on, on that, the new space and put an ebook out there and stuff like that. So super powerful tool. You said your, your strategy has kind of changed over time. Do you, are you able to sort of articulate what your current strategy strategy is? What is sort of working for you as far as social platforms? I still think I primarily use Instagram, to be honest, even though I know that a lot of people like really dislike kind of where it's going. But um, again, it's, it's just one of those things like, especially in social media, like uh, I think that's why I'm on so, so many different platforms, right? And like, um, why I'm like, why I always like am open to exploring all these different things that come out. Like last year, I spent a lot of time growing Twitter, right? And then, um, and now like, and then Discord, right? Are you still using Discord? And if, if so, how? Yeah, I still, I still kind of, I, I'm not like super active on there because I found that I was like getting really distracted by a lot of stuff that was on Discord and Twitter and stuff like that. Um, but I still stay in, in tune with, some of the projects you know that I still hold NFTs from, for example, and I still pay attention to um, some of the, some of the forums that I, you know, have found a lot of value from because I found a lot of like opportunities through those. So that's pretty much all I really use it for. And and I I also brought some of like my photo community onto Discord and created a a photo community called the Photoverse, which um, we have like fifteen hundred people in in that group as well. Um, but that's more just a community. There's there's really no like end goal there. It's it's really just to provide a space for people to like come in and uh, you know meet some people and uh, especially for like beginners, for example, like to come in and start to learn how to like uh, maybe mint their own NFTs stuff like that. Do you find that it's difficult to juggle all of these communities and all of these uh, platforms and and all the engagement between them? Uh, I'm building a project right now called the Sherwood Project with with a partner, and it's a full time job. Just this one project. So if we also were doing mm-hmm. meetups and um, other Discord things, and you know, it, I think we'd our heads would explode. To be honest, like I, that's why I was, uh, that's why I've, I guess like shifted my focus from some of these platforms is because like. Uh, Kind of like how you know I kind of like jump around when I speak a little bit. Um, that that I guess that's just the way I am like with things I'm interested in as well, right? Like, and is also why like I, I I think I thrive now independently versus like you know when I was working in corporate is just because like I I I see things and I just like gravitate and I want to like kind of like 
touch all these different things, but like what I realize is like, I, I and I love that you're focusing on, you know, one main project is that like, you know, where you focus on is what kind of like where you plant your seed and where you water is like where it grows. Right. So it's like, um, yeah, that's like super important to keep in mind. And for me, like now it's like realizing, I mentioned that Instagram is kind of where I spend most of my time. Like it's realizing where, you know, most of my core community is and where like, where I guess it's more the most like valuable to like share my message and my work and stuff like that. I spent like the last couple of months kind of like recentering because I think I got just like freight, like f way too freight apart with like NFTs and like the community and like all this stuff. Like, yeah, it was a lot. And, um, <clears throat> it was like going back to like my core and now I'm like trying to reintegrate like the different platforms that I've built to, um, yeah, like help me achieve that goal. But I think like I needed that to like, I guess like figure out what my core mission was and like, not, I mean like, not who I was, but like what my mission was just with all of this that was going on, you know, like trying to figure out how to integrate like this new technology with like what it has been working, you know, and then looking forward a little bit. So what is the creator's portfolio? That's actually kind of what I was getting at. It was like, uh, it's a project now. I, 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 I am, I have some ideas of like how I want to work web three into it, but I, I, I'm not really sure if I want to like move move that far ahead yet like um but basically it's a program that i'm developing because i have this financial background um and now i guess like the the experience as a creative um where i can you know turn it around and give something that is a little bit more succinct than just like random posts here and there and content um to really help people. And I think a lot of people have recognized that, um, you know, through NFTs and like the craze with like flipping and stuff like that, that, right, there's a lot of opportunity out there. And the one thing that, you know, I really hate, just hated about the space was that like, I, I just hated watching my friends who I didn't know had like, who I knew didn't have a lot, right? Which is like losing all, all of it, just like trying to like find the next board ape or something. And it's just like getting scammed and like all this crazy stuff that was going on, right? And, um, and then I was like, wait, wait, like for me, like I guess I try to like kind of bury and like forget the past. So I never really talked about it, right? Shared the story, but I didn't really like touch, touch on it too much. And it was just like, well, I mean, I, I've been kind of pursuing this like lifestyle, but like I've also been like preparing for the future at the same time, right? Like you have kids, right? It's important to like kind of be looking forward like that. Like, you, like you're not, you know, I mean, I think like a lot of us start out where we're kind of just like winging it, but like at some point you got to kind of like start to develop a plan of some sort, right? So it's like, um, and I had been investing this entire time and especially in through my early 20s and stuff like that. So, I was kind of new, like I had something to fall back on, right? If like this whole kind of crazy pursuit just didn't work out. Um, and I think I think a lot of people kind of just, you know, send it, right? But like they don't have a they don't have a plan. So like for me, like the creator's portfolio is something for me to build a product for creatives primarily. I mean, it could really apply to anyone that's interested in like creating like an investment objective um, through like traditional means. And then once you kind of have that foundation, then you can kind of like, you know, trace your, chase your dreams, you know, like, um, 
pursue riskier things like NFTs and crypto um, and stuff like that um, through that. So that's kind of this program I'm developing and promoting now, which I hope to you know bring to Web3. Yeah, I, I love the idea. And I, I saw a link on, I think it was your TikTok that led to to this to sort of signing up for an email list or something. Um, do, what do you envision it being exactly? Is it like lesson plans or a book? I've learned, I guess, the hard way because I've been doing um, on and off like mentorship. So I have like a one-on-one -on -one, like offer, um, which I was running pretty heavily early last year until I, I got like sucked into the whole NFT scene. Um, and then I learned that I only have like a finite amount of time. And then, and, and so now this is something that is a little bit more that I can kind of provide value to more people without having to always kind of be directly involved with it. Um, and so, yeah, it's just something that I think is something that everyone should be thinking about, especially if you're young, because a lot of young people, if you don't, if you don't, if you haven't studied business, like don't really think about these things. Or, you know, for a lot of us, it's like, uh, oh, that sounds like it's important, but like, I'll do it later. And then later becomes a year, right? Or like, and, and then it never gets done. So it's like, but it's something that if you don't get done, then you're, you're missing out on so much opportunity. You know, like, um, I, I read this stat the other day that was like, it was crazy. It was like $100 invested in 1930, right, in the right funds without you touching it for like you know almost a hundred year period up until today would have been worth like six hundred thirty thousand dollars right and that's a hundred dollars you know back then um so it's like that that like you really don't have to do anything but as long as you put it in the right place and it doesn't really mean you have to sacrifice any of your lifestyle right it's a hundred bucks like at some point in your life you know you're going to be able to have that to fall back on, right? Um, and so these are the things that, like, I think, right, everyone wants, and everyone wants immediately, but sometimes, you know, you, you kind of got to step back and just be like, okay, like, it's a game of patience, really, and time. And then you, you can kind of take those risks and hopefully, like, make it, right, quote, unquote. Um, and then, really, you don't have to worry about that. But then you still have this plan to... To help to help you along that way that way right so um trying to like i guess like bring a little bit of like a a boomer mentality into like the whole creative world um but yeah i mean i think without without that stuff it's just going back to like your original question it's like without that stuff i don't think i would have been able to like yeah, I, I wouldn't have been able to like pursue this. It would have been like, okay, I have to go find another job now. Like, I don't have this security that I need to pursue this thing. Um, and especially with social media, it's a lot of us, you know, that are in, in social media. It's like, it's it's a game of it's a grind. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna see results right away. You know, it's it's the same mentality, but like for some reason, people apply that to social media, but not like you know, this, this other really important factor that people are missing. It is a grind and it's much needed what you're doing. I, I think that financial literacy is, is definitely absent from a, a lot of the sort of creative community. And, uh, and it's even just the way to navigate the creative community. I think if you, if you 
have a confidence in some of this stuff, it'll help you with negotiations yeah. and will help you with what jobs to take and what jobs to turn down and, and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, definitely vital. Let's dig into NFTs. So from what I could tell, you are approaching NFTs in, in the right way where you've you've had some successful projects. Um, you are, it, it looks like you're, well, why don't you tell us? So t tell us your experience okay. as, uh, maybe as a consumer and as a creator with NFTs. Yeah, like I, I was extremely fortunate last year. Um, it was not to mention a lot of fun. It was probably like one of the most fun years, I guess, like in recent memory, just like, uh, but then, you know, it got to a point where it was just like, I was just spending all my time in front of a computer and like that, that became a little bit unhealthy. But yeah, the opportunity was great. And I think just the, the whole paradigm shift of, um, you know, like, again, like going back to that whole starving artist thing, it's like, oh, you're like, you're an artist? Like it's all these assumptions. And then all of a sudden you have all these artists that are making like bank in this space. And that's when I noticed it from like, I saw, I don't know if you know Beeple, uh, mm -hmm. he's like one of the OG, you know, digital artists, uh, not only in NFTs, but like social media in general. But like, I saw that and I was like, his, his like $70 million sale. And I was like, okay, like I had heard about it. And then like, when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is like, definitely something and then um yeah i i remember i was actually in the process of moving from that was when i made my move so i've only been out here for like a year now um i moved you know from chicago to los angeles and i was driving cross cross country and i was uh hanging out with about a couple friends and we were like somewhere random in like death valley and uh we were like just talking about this i was like when i get when i get to los angeles i'm literally just gonna like go all in on this like I'm gonna just spend all my time on this and when I'm not doing a job or something like that I'm gonna like this is what I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna do and like pursue and and then like it was kind of crazy like six months later like eight months later just being like okay like they were just like okay I wish I like jumped in with you you know what I mean um but there was a little bit of luck involved too it was like um this you know super obscure thing and uh, in in the photography space it was this thing that like for some reason like everyone just hated you know but like like I mentioned before like I was this guy that like if I see this this new shiny thing over here I'm gonna I'm gonna go and like want to pick it up and play with it so uh, I found out uh, about foundation foundation was like the first platform that I I found explain what foundation is oh sure so foundation uh, is a web3 platform uh, where you can mint and create you know different artworks um, and put them up for sale you create your own profile and people can like follow your work so it's really like a, a web3 like new age social social media um, it's got like a feed and then you can see like all the live auctions and stuff like that and then most importantly a creator can go on there put their artworks up there and then uh, actually earn uh, an income through uh, crypto so uh, I saw this platform. Well, actually, before Foundation, uh, I was first invited to Bitsky. And then Bitsky kind of like, sh they kind of screwed us. Like, we were supposed to do this, like, dr drop. Like, they used to do email blasts um, and, like, support their artists that way. And then they, like, canceled ours. So I was, like, pissed. And I just, you know, got my money back from them and then found out about Foundation. So then, um, yeah, I minted some stuff on Foundation. Didn't really expect much. Um, at the time, this was probably like like March, I would say, 
or April last year. And at the time, gas was like, I spent like $200 minting my first piece. And the whole process was like not cheap, you know, so it was like definitely a risk. Um, but I was like, you know what, like, this is really cool. It's really exciting. I saw the potential of it, I think, most importantly. I was like, I can take, and I realized that potential because like I had years, right, of social media content, which was also not just content, like it was my art. It was like stuff that I had toiled over and really invested heavily in without really recognizing any, it was a, it was a, it was pure passion, right? And so it was like this whole library of stuff. I mean, I had been selling some like prints and like stuff like that, but for the most part, it was stuff that I was just creating out of pure passion. So I had all this stuff to draw from and I started curating collections and I, I put a few pieces up there. Um, I didn't really get any results, you know, for the first like, uh, maybe like month, month and a half or two. And then, um, I, I remember my, my first bid, I still remember it. it was, uh, it was actually a homie of mine. And so like, this is where I think the community really started to like come around for me. Right. Like I had spent all this time and invested all this time into like everybody, everybody else, you know, and, uh, this is where I guess I started to see some of that value coming back to me where it was like, um, uh, my buddy Justin, he's actually a super talented um, storm photographer too, um, who also does NFTs. But he he made a bid. He had made like a sale, um, and then used like pretty much all of that sale to like buy one of my pieces. Um, you know, it's this shot from China. Um, this really cool library, um, and it was like point four ETH. I think was what it sold for. And I was like, mind blown. I was like, Oh, it's like a couple grand. Like, this is great. You know? And like, I was like, so grateful. And then it was kind of crazy. Like after that, like I got uh, another bid from this massive collector. He's actually not very active in the space anymore. I don't really know what happened to him, but, um, Vince also known as Cactux, um, bid like, it was almost like five Ethereum on two of my pieces. And then so like all of a sudden all in one one swoop and this is where you saw like this is a time where you saw like uh artists you know just like blasting out on twitter like oh my god you know like that hype and they're like right just like crying and like they, they get this kind of like it's almost like winning the lottery right uh in a sense like it's not like it's not like a crazy amount of money but it's a lot of money so it's like and especially for artists like you know that that is like life-changing money to to artists right so I remember like waking up and seeing the emails, the foundation emails, they send you emails whenever like activity happens on your page. And I saw that the activity. Um, and then like I got, I went to Twitter and I saw like the DMs, my homie was like, yo, check your emails and stuff. I was like, I already saw. And then, um, yeah, I just like went in like blasted Twitter. And then I was like, it was crazy. Like, uh, and so that's when I was like committed, right? I was like, okay, this is like something people need to know about. And then I, it was crazy. I'd, I'd, I'd like, I hadn't felt this like motivation and stuff like that for like, there's not many times in my life that I've like felt that. So I wrote like an ebook and started like giving that out. I started making like TikTok content and stuff like that, sharing it on my Instagram. Um, and yeah, it was like, it was fun. And then my friends started coming in. People started like, I think taking notice. Uh, I also got like a shit ton of hate 
So, you know, it was like good and bad. Um, there was like people that were like, oh, it's a scam. Like, oh, there's only like a couple people right. collecting or there's like traditional photography. They're like, this is stupid. Like they're just JPEGs. Was that your sold out collection or is that a different collection? No, this was just foundation. So it was like the, the one of ones, you know, uh, gotcha. it wasn't, this was before collections really. So this is like even before that. So, and then through the summer, really like nobody, nobody was doing collections and, uh, that didn't really become a thing. The only collection that exists that time and nobody really noticed yet was Justin Armasano's, you know, everyone knows about, about his collection now. Um, and but like me and uh, one of my good friends, Frankie Sutera, um, who's, who's been really successful in the space as well. Um, I knew him. He's actually the guy that got me onto PFPs, which I'll get on, I'll touch on as well. But like he, he and I had, had been like, I guess he became like my, my web three friend. Cause at that time it was like, out of all my friends, like he was really the only other guy that was like really into it. And, uh, we were just trying to figure out of like, figure out ideas and like, you know, this was a space that we could really do whatever we wanted and like innovate. And, uh, but I think, I think that the space does a good job of like rewarding people that are really innovative. Right. Or like kind of approaching it in different ways. And we, uh, realized that like, you know, those, those really high, like Ethereum sales, like two to five, like to 10 Ethereum sales was like not sustainable. Right. And it was like, well, you can go out there and you can put your work out there. And like, I was very fortunate to like make some sales, but this is not going to be the reality for everyone. Right. And a lot of artists, especially artists that are coming from social media, probably have like hundreds of images, you know, this whole cure and it's curated too, which is the most important part. It was already curated. It was like people developed their own style. Um, it had all this material, but like, you're not going to sell 50 a hundred piece, you know, of your work for, unless, you know, you're someone huge, um, or you have that, like that clout and following and stuff like that, which, you know, a couple of people do, but like, again, that's, that's not everybody. And it's like, there needs to be something that's more sustainable and more accessible. And for me, like as a community guy, I was like, yeah, like, why don't I give the opportunity to, you know, my community, um, to not only just like invest my work, but like, uh, treat it as an investment, like get some, some of that money back. So it's like, um, I was like, you know what, I'll give that potential. Like if I'm going to sell something for one, it'd be really cool to like give that to some, like someone that owns my work. Right. So I was like, um, that was where like OpenSea came in, you know, and I was, this was before OpenSea was like massive. And, uh, but I, re I realized it was like the best platform because they were, I think one of the only platforms that offered collections and, and uh, so me and Frankie, we basically just like helped each other, like promote each other's collections and drop them at uh, similar times. Um, and this was on like spaces, Twitter spaces was like just coming out too. Like everyone was on Clubhouse still at the time. And uh, that was a, that was actually a platform that I didn't even mention before, but like, yeah, everyone's on that for a while. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so we dropped these collections and our, our prices were like, my like I set mine at point one, you know, Ethereum, which is like a few hundred bucks, right? And uh, but it was a collection of fifty. And then Frankie did the same. And then we dropped this stuff. And then now, like, not only is like 
the traditional community like hating me like now like the crypto community is like what what the hell man like you're killing you're killing like the market like you're killing all our prices like now now we're not gonna sell anything for like this much because you're just like giving them away and i was like no like it, this is why like i want people to like start understanding this as like make art you know the flippable thing not the not the like fiber art that you know it's right. kind of crazy but uh uh yeah so then like i think like a couple weeks or like a month went by and, and like a couple people supported you know like some friends and some people in the community but uh i don't think anyone like saw i guess like what we were going for and then uh but you know what it was it was like it just wasn't being seen like by the right people so um, that's where spaces were like super important so like me and me and frankie were in a space and there was uh like a group of you know collectors that were in that twitter space who are now like huge influencers like once once the nft market exploded they all became like massive influencers but at the time they were just like they were just like guys on twitter like part of the community you know but uh uh yeah he, he was like he was like shilling his own work and then he uh he's like oh my buddy alex you should check out his work too like he's got great work and then he dropped it in there and that was when i was like i wasn't even in that chat like he just dropped it and all of a sudden like my emails like started going off and i sold like half the collection in like like a half an hour an hour or something <laughs> and then it was like that same yeah it was like that same effect i was like holy shit like this is crazy right and then uh and then like yeah it was like two or three ethereum like at once because like it's like it's more volume right so it's like there's more sales less yeah so like um i was like holy shit and then i was like again like blasting it out and um it's like it's like really fun do you immediately turn that into fiat or do you leave it in there and invest it in in more projects yeah so i i've actually never i haven't withdrawn any crypto um so anything that i've uh made in the space it's it's all still in the ecosystem and what i've done is like i've experiment i actually took that and I'm really glad I did this because I took that and I experimented in all these different blockchains and different protocols. And like, because like I'm a finance nerd, like I also experimented in like DeFi and like all these different things. We started our project in around January and and things were still very hot with NFTs. And, and it seems that the whole ecosystem has shifted to, it's still there. There's still popular projects and, and successful projects. Uh, but it seems to have shifted to really a, a, an intense focus on utility and an intense focus on, you know, what am I getting from the consumer? What am I getting out of this? Um, which is, I think, in some ways a good thing, but it's, it, it has sort of dampened the excitement around, the general excitement around NFTs. Uh, have you felt that also? It was actually January, like, I think, took me and a lot of other people by surprise. It was like, I think... That was kind of the downside, I think, of going through a couple of these like cycles, right? By January, I was like burnt out. I was like toast. I was like, I can't handle. It was like stressful. I was like, and that's where, uh, if you're like an investor, you're like, that's where you get emotional. You make like poor decisions, and I was just like, I'm, I'm gonna sit tight on the sidelines, and so I missed out on like the crazy January that we had. Um, but I guess I also protected myself from the crazy crash that also happened in just crypto overall and like the financial markets overall. Um, so, you know, there's good and bad there, but 
I do think it's changed a lot. I think like people have definitely gotten smarter. I think people are not as degen. They're, you know, if a project comes out that just looks cool, right? Um, most people are not probably just going to mint it out right away. Um, it's pretty easy to spot, you know, projects that are not going to be sticking around. Um, and then I think people are also got have also gotten smarter in putting money in established product or projects. So like you know the the board apes and and these bigger projects that we know are going to stick around, right? Um, and then like the whole utility thing, I think, yeah, I think I think that's come up just because like you've seen some projects drop tokens, right, and provide all this extra incentive for people. Um, and and then like yeah you see i guess like how some projects have january was also like airdrop season so like people were getting like crazy you know just like all this all these like crazy gas related airdrops and stuff like that um so yeah i think i think it has changed and i think what's cool is that now you see the products that are being supported like there's a really cool project called like caladita that i've been like watching you know it's like one of the first like nft films or nft supported films or something like that that's being made um so it's really cool to see like you know genuine projects and stuff like that be be more supported where do you see yourself fitting into the web3 ecosystem in the future is it more on the financial investment side is it as a creator is it both uh, obviously things are changing week by week day by day so you may change your answer <laughs> in two days from yeah. now but but right now yeah. Um, how do you see yourself uh, fitting into it all? I'm still super interested in the financial and investment side. So I'm still, you know, actively, I still have, you know, all of that stuff, like I said, I haven't pulled out. So all of that is still being moved around in there. Um, but yeah, like looking forward, like I still consider myself an NFT artist and definitely a community builder. Like that's, again, like never really going to change, I think, as part of who I am and what my brand represents and stuff. And what I was actually interested in was um, now like supplementing, you know, my freelance stuff uh, and take a step back from some of like, I started a couple like personal projects in the crypto space, but realized that I just, there was, I needed so much help and, you know, and capital really to like, to like do these things. So now I just want to like actually find work in the crypto space with like, you know, maybe a startup or something like that. I don't know yet. I've kind of been exploring and like learn, learn things from the inside out and learn more about the technology and like the business development space within, within that, uh, within a company like that um, to then like, I guess like turn around and like, and move forward. Because what I realized was like, uh, for me, like, I'm not, you know, one of the top artists. I've had some success, right? But um, looking forward, you know, I don't I don't see it as something that, like, is going to be, like, you know, my my future. So it's, like, I still want, I'm still going to focus on being an NFT artist, but, like, I still have all these other coals in the fire that I want to, like, make sure are still going because I don't think, you know, and I, I saw a lot of photographers, right, like, doing well, quitting their jobs and stuff, but, like, um, you know, I, I don't want to, I never want to put all my eggs in one basket. And then maybe that's like the investment side of me too. Right. It's like, that's just part of my like mindset. It's just like, I can't put all my eggs 
on just like selling NFT art, especially now because, you know, nobody's selling NFT art, right? Like a lot of people aren't, um, I mean, even NFTs in general just aren't, aren't selling well lately. And, you know, we've, we've been through this cycle a couple of times now. So it's like, I didn't want to like depend on that, that kind of like super high up and down. Um, but, but yeah, like I want to, I want to, I want to remain in the space, like meet people like NFT LA just happened. Um, and so like, that was really fun, you know? So like, I think like the community aspect, so is going to be a huge part of it, but, uh, yeah, I don't plan on going anywhere. That's for sure. Do you want to tell people where we can reach you and, uh, how people could get in touch? And if you have any NFTs that are on sale now, uh, where should people go to buy them? Uh, sure. Um, so everything is pretty much linked on my primary website, which is, you can actually find it in the link in bio in my Instagram. Um, and all of my handles are the same pretty much across all my platforms. So it's it's at underscore Alex Q-I-A-N. Um, I don't think that differs anywhere really. But yeah, that's on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Um, I believe YouTube too. But, um, but yeah, and then you can find my work also through that link or on my Twitter page, which are all directly linked. Um, so you can find like my one-on-ones on foundation and then uh, the two of my collections that are active on OpenSea through those links. Um, and then if you are interested in joining, you know, the photography community through the Discord, uh, shoot me a D- DM and I can invite you to that. Awesome. And we'll, we'll put uh, those links in the description of this episode. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This is a lot of fun.